Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, He, being the express image of God, being the brightness of His glory, Him who sustained or upholds all things by the word of His power, when He had purged us our sins, He sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. What's he seated there doing? That's what I want to talk about today. He sat there as the high priest. Priest, why do I need a high? You just, you need one, man. So, he sat down. I want to talk about the high priestly role of Jesus. Jesus, our high priest. Our high priest. You see, the reason why you even homologia is because you have a high priest who is the high priest of your homologia. The only reason why you can have faith is because you have a high priest. The only reason why you can come to church is because there is a high priest. You have a high priest. His name is? His name is? Jesus. You have a high priest. So, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, 20, 21, I want to pick it within the veil. Hallelujah. I'm going, my teaching today is supposed to show you that ble- physical things are part of the blessings. But that's not the main reason for the blessing. Redemption. Redemption. You were not born again. Watch this. You were not born again. Redemption is not an end. Redemption is not an end. Do you, do you know what that means? Redemption not being an end is, I'm saved, that's all. He said, I came to die to save me. No, that's, you are not just saved just to be saved. You, he says that for those he foreknew, he also predestined. Get up, get up, please, quickly, quickly. Stand here, stand here, stand here. Please, you two get up, somebody get up. Ebenezer, get up, quickly. Stand here, stand here, face there, face there. Will's coming. Yeah, talk as usual. Come, come, quickly. Okay, now, this is the beginning. This is predestination. You know, what's the destination of the bus? The last stop. Destination. So pre, before you showed up, God has predestined that that's where you are supposed to end. Okay? And, but then you, are, you have a problem. Sin. You are baptized in sin. Okay? So God has to remove the sin problem. That is called redemption. Redemption is dealing with sin. So redemption was put in place because of sin. It wasn't a package that was an end by itself. God put redemption in because we are sinful and we are baptized in sin and we are struggling in sin. That's why we have to be redeemed from the sin and the punishment of sin. So this is him. For those, Romans chapter 8 verse 29, he said, for those he foreknew. Before you showed, he knew what he was going to do with your life. He also predestined. Predestined means destination has been said before. Pre is before. So where you are going, your destination has been said. So predestined to be, what is the predestination? This is the predestination. But what is the actual object of predestination? It's in the Bible. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. So your destination is to be like Christ, yeah. not just to be saved. Wow. You didn't get it? He didn't save you just to stay safe. He saved you to be conformed into the image of Christ so, uh, uh, so that he might be the firstborn 
amongst many brethren. So we are plenty, but he's the first. He was the only begotten son. And he became a human being. Okay, he wasn't a human being, but he became a human being. There are two becomes in Jesus' life. He became a human being. And after he became a human being, he took the human nature, died, resurrected. And when he resurrected, he became the firstborn son of God. So he's no more the only begotten. Now he is the firstborn son, so that if you talk about firstborn, there are other bones, so that he might become the firstborn amongst many brethren. Shout many. Many. This is Christianity. Yes, and so, sin is there. He comes. He, this is redemption. He comes to, let's say that's the sin. Redemption comes to remove the sin. So, most of you here who are born again, that's your state. So long as God is concerned, your sin is no more a problem. Now, he's working in you. He's working. Now, you are a son. But you are, going, you are fully developing from glory. He says, in Hebrews chapter 2, he said, God, in bringing many sons to glory. And in, in Peter, he says that the prophets of old, they prophesied about us and wondering what sort of, the, the, about the suffering of Christ and the glories that should follow. In bringing many sons to glory. See? So the work is that we as Christians, we are, God is working on us. Through his word. In 2 Corinthians, as you look into the word, you are being changed from glory. That means that you're already in a state of glory. When you are born again, you have been, you, you have been entered into glory. Those he foreknew, he also predestined. Why? To be conformed to, to the image of his son. Why? So that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. And then he goes on. He said, and those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. That's the end. We are, we, our end is glory. Amen. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm being tempted to preach next week's message because your end being glory, you, but there's some glory you should be expecting. You know, for all I've seen. That's why you fall sick. That's why we die. That's why. So we have been called now. He, after he has purged us from our sins, that's why he came on earth. One of the major reasons he came to, the main reason he came to die is to purge us from our sins. Okay. He sat on, right hand, on the right hand of majesty on high. For what? He seated as the high priest. Hebrews chapter 10. Did I say chapter 10? You remember verse 19? How many of you are there? If you have opened to that place, say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have not opened to it and you are here to do that, say, help me, Lord. All right, help is coming. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of us are not used to turning the pages of our Bibles. We are quite good with the gadgets. That's fine, but then please. You see, I want you to have a very good relationship with your Bible as a Christian. Now, it's old-fashioned. To first-century Christianity in a 21st, with a 21st-century technology, the first-century Christianity was a Christianity Built on the Holy Ghost. Built strong on the Holy Ghost with strong evangelism, miracles, signs, and wonders following. Did you see how it has been watered down? But those days are coming back. Because the coming of Christ is getting nearer. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter, chapter what? 
Master, so why don't you just read it and you keep going back and talking again and talking again and talking again? <laughs> Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holies by the blood of Jesus, verse 20, by a new and a living way. I wonder I have to teach on this, so a new way, living way. Jesus said, I'm the way. I am the way. He said, come boldly to the way. I am the way. Hey, I'll show you what you do in the way. You are supposed to run in the way. Okay, in a new and a living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh. And so two things we have. Number one, it says, therefore having boldness to enter into the holies by the blood of Jesus. And verse 21, and having a high priest over the house of God. We've got a high priest over the house of God. Amen. We've got, that's, I, read, I read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, 20, and 21. We've got a high priest over the house of God. Say, I've got a high priest. I've got, got a high, high priest. priest. Jesus is our high priest. Amen. There's no book in the Bible that depicts Jesus so well, or his high priestly role so well as Hebrews. Actually, Hebrews primarily is more about the high priestly role of Jesus. So chapter 1 I found out that chapter 1, he mentioned Jesus seated in heaven. You remember that? Who after he has paid, 1-3, after he has paid our sin, as from our sin, sat in heaven. So he's not on the cross. He sat in heaven. Then, chapter 2, after he spoke about God in bringing many sons to glory, and Jesus Christ, because the, 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 the the, his brethren are flesh and blood, verse 14. He also likewise, because we are particular flesh and blood, he also shared in the same that um, through death he might save those who uh, have been subject to death and bondage. Okay. And then he went on. Then verse, verse 16, 17 there, talk about, spoke about because, watch this, because it was necessary for him to be like us so that he can be our high priest. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17, it talks about he had to be like us so that he can be a merciful high priest. So he, chapter 2, he spoke about his high priestly rule. And then chapter 3 starts by, therefore, having uh, holy brethren, particular of the heavenly calling, seeing that we have a high priest, consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession. Then he began to talk about other things. Uh, by, he spoke about Jesus' high priestly rule. Then he spoke about other things, moved into chapter 4, the same thing, continue in chapter 4. And before you could end the thing he was talking about, don't harden your heart. When you hear his voice, remember when I was teaching you, don't harden your heart. Before he, felt, he was ending that, he went on. Chapter 4, verse 12, he said, for the word of God is quicker, sharper than any two edged sword. After that, he moved on to talk about, therefore, having a high priest over the house of God who has passed through the heavens, Jesus. Chapter 4, is the high priest, verse 14. And then verse 15 says that, for we do not have a high priest who cannot, be, who cannot sympathize with our infirmities, but was at all points tempted just as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16 said, therefore, come boldly before. So he spoke about the high priest of Jesus. Then he continues speaking. Then verse, uh, chapter, chapter 5, it, it, uh, I like, okay, that's where I want to go now. Chapter 5, chapter, Hebrews chapter 5, it talks about for every priest, every high priest, Taken from amongst men. It looks like this thing is talking about every verse. Chapter 6 spoke about high priest. Chapter 7 spoke about high priest. Chapter 8 spoke about high priest. Chapter 9 spoke about high priest. Chapter 10 spoke about high priest. Chapter 11 spoke about now your faith. So chapter 11 is just talking about the cat catalog of people who live by faith and what happened to them. And even them, they are below our standard. 
We are higher than them. Because they are not complete without us. So he says, then he goes on to tell, therefore, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. This was the example of the faith. But Jesus is the author, author and the perfecter of our faith. Let us run. So, but I realize that high priest, high priest, high priest. So let's look at chapter 5. The high priestly role of Jesus is something that needs not to be marginalized. Jesus, our high priest. Hebrews chapter 5, verse what? All right, let's, let's look at from verse 1. Somebody is blessed. I am me. I said somebody is blessed. I am me. For every high priest taken from amongst men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God that he may do what? He may do what? Some of you, and you don't read it. You say, offer both gifts and sacrifices. No. Offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Every high priest taken from amongst men, eh? taken from amongst men, is, is appointed. What do you say? What does your brother say? Every high priest is selected from amongst the people uh-huh. and is appointed to represent the people. To represent the people in matters related to God. In matters related to God. To offer gifts to and offer sacrifices, gifts and for, sacrifices sin. for sin. The gifts and sacrifices that he offers is related to sin. Because people are sinful. So before Jesus came to die, before God himself came on earth, he had to institute a program so that people can have a, a relationship with him to a certain extent. That's what Moses them were doing. Elijah, Elisha, Jeremiah, all. They, 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 these guys, these guys of old, they were having a relationship with God, but in a limited fashion, a very restricted fashion. But you can't relate with God if, there's a, if you have sin. So God has to put a system in place to take care of their sins while he relates with them temporarily until the day where he will take away the sins. And the system he put in place to help manage the sins is called the high priest. Watch this. So let, let's go, let's go, let, let's go. I, I think there's something I want you to do. Okay, who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way. He himself also is compassed with infirmities, weaknesses, and trouble. He himself has the sin issue. By reason hereof, he ought as the people also to, for himself to offer sins. Okay, now watch this. And no man takes this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So you don't take it upon yourself that today I'm going to be a priest. So it's necessary to understand that you can't take this thing upon yourself unless God appoints you. If men appoint you, you, they have to supply the anointing for you. If you appoint yourself, you have to supply your own anointing. But if God appoints you, he will anoint you. I found out in the Bible, he said, study to show yourself approved not unto men, unto God. It's God's approval you need in the work of God. It's God's approval. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So if you don't deal, if God calls you and you don't bury yourself in the Bible, you'll be, you'll be shamified. Instead of being glorified. <laughs> you are called, but there are question marks around you. Study the way. No one takes this honor upon himself else apart from except you are appointed by God. You don't just get up and say, I'm a high priest. God must appoint you. God must appoint you. If you go to the, uh, you are traveling, you jump, you jump on the plane, and the pilot said, guys, since I was born, I've been a wonderful pilot. I've not been to any piloting instruction school, but 
You know what? I was born with it. You will get that. Won't you come out of the plane? Even some of you, you will not allow, allow some hairdressers or barbers to touch your hair. But you don't mind because the church is close to you. That pastor to pastor your spirit. You travel someplace to go and do your hair. Go all, I know some guys, just cutting hair. I mean, somebody like this guy, there's no hair. But he has a special barber. You will go to a certain, I'm wondering, why, why do you have to choose? Because this one, you just, you just scrape it. Your wife, your, wife. <laughs> your wife can do it for you. It doesn't require it. But human beings, we are particular about who, who, who serves us. But why is it that when it comes to spiritual things, most of us don't care? We are thinking about convenience. It's next to my house. My friends are there. But what is wrong with you? Your marital future, your family future is hinged on the word that you are being taught. Don't toy with the word. Don't toy with the word. Look for the word that holds your future. Don't go to church because they have nice screens. Don't go to church because the music is nice. No. No. They have ushers. No. Don't do that. No one takes this honor upon himself except him who the Lord has just as Aaron. So Aaron was not just doing it. God appointed him. So when some people challenge him, God said, let them come together. Let them all bring rods. And um, um, what's the name? Korah and Abihu. Bible says the ground opened and God swallowed, the ground swallowed them. God cleared them. So I don't, I appointed Aaron and their family and their, in, it's in the Bible. Numbers chapter 17, chapter 16, chapter 17. They rose up against Aaron, Aaron's leadership and Moses' leadership. And God said, I appointed Aaron. You want to challenge him? Get all of them, let them come. And he, he said, bring, let them bring their senses because they, interestingly, Korah, Abihu, they were also in the Levitical priesthood family. So it's a family thing. But when it comes to who has been appointed, it's not, you just don't take it upon yourself. You don't take it upon yourself because God has to appoint you. God has to appoint you. They rose up and said, why? Why is it that you, everybody must be following your instructions? Why is it that? It's in the Bible. Number six, when you go, go why is it that we must follow your instructions? Is it only you and Aaron who are around? And Moses said, are you not satisfied that even you have been considered to, to come around the altar? That privilege. You, have, it's not enough. you actually want now to take the reins? You want to take, are you not happy with what, where, how far you have come? Are you not happy with this praise and worship you are doing? Are you not happy that you are now even an usher? Are you not happy that you are in K group or you are a K group leader? Are you, are you not happy? Aaron and Moses said, okay, come, let's meet before God. God said, they, they went to tell Moses, you, we will not come. Go and tell Moses, you won't come anywhere. We are not interested. It's, it's in the Bible. And because of their rebellion, Bible says that God said, let them stand in front of the temple, and then they adore, and the earth opened and swallowed all of them alive. And God told them, interesting, before the earth opened, God said, Tell Moses, said, All of you who don't want trouble, stay away from the guys. It's in the Bible. Those who didn't stay away, Bible said, The earth swallowed all of them together. Be careful how you affiliate with people who are rising against spiritual authority. 
you may be swallowed alive as well. Mm. That's why you need the word thought. I mean, I'm not meaning that. No problem. You will see the effect on your life. No problem. So, he said, no one takes this honor upon himself except he who the Lord has called. Just as Aaron. Then he moves, verse 6, Hebrews chapter 5. Ta-ta-ta-ta, shikida. makula shikala babarikai. So verse 5, so also Christ, you see, even Christ didn't take it by himself. Christ glorified not himself to, to, to be made a high priest, but watch this, but he that said unto him, thou art my son, today I have begotten you. So he really had to take God, the one who told him, you are my son, I've got him to you. As he said also in another place, thou art a priest forever. I thought the order of Melchizedek. So Jesus didn't appoint himself, God appointed him. He appointed him to be our high priest, our representative before God. Now, the ironic high priest would, watch this, I said something earlier on, that Aaron, when I say Aaronic high priesthood, in other words, the high priest under the Old Testament. Okay? The high you have to come from Aaronic family for you to be a high priest because it is appointed to that particular family. God, in his wisdom, did it like that. If you, if you try to challenge it, you have to face God. As God appoints. Okay? So, sometimes you may not like somebody, but please, don't fight him because if, if you know God has called them, you bear the brand. Anybody you know who is trying to destroy a, a church, in other words, attacking a church, saying negative things about a church, or an, a man of God possibly maybe used to be their man of God, or something they say negative, please try and redress, stay away from such people. Do you know why? Because they are exposing themselves to all kinds of spiritual, they are breaking a spiritual protocol. Now, does that mean that when if someone is a man of God or a Christian or some, a, a church leader cannot bring him to account? No, that's not what I'm saying. Can be brought to account, can be, there, must be, there are systems that take care of that. But you don't take it upon yourself to attack. Never be a partaker of attacking someone God has chosen. Let God himself judge his people. Wow, who am I talking to? It's very deep. So, he says that, Jesus also didn't take it upon himself, but it is God who appointed him and said that, you are my son. Today, I've begotten you. And he said in another place, you are a high priest, after the order of Melchizedek forever. You are a high priest, what? After the order of Melchizedek. Okay? Did you see that? Melchizedek. So, he mentioned Melchizedek because the, in the Old Testament, there are only two priests that were mentioned, two high priests, Melchizedek and Aaron, the Aaronic priesthood. But the first one was Melchizedek, but it was mentioned only once in Genesis chapter 14 when Melchizedek appeared to bless Abraham, and then it wasn't mentioned again till in, in, till, until in Psalm, the book of Psalm, I think Psalm 110. Where he says that you are my son, I, 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 today I've begotten you, I, uh, I, you are a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, okay, son, 
So there's no other place in the Old Testament where Melchizedek was mentioned. It's a very interesting point I'm making. The first priest ever mentioned in the Bible was Melchizedek. But the Bible was a bit silent on it. So it, it eluded people because Aaron was dealing with their sins. The Aaronic priesthood was appointed because of sin. The Aaronic priesthood was appointed. It was like recovery program. When you're driving a car, the car breaks down and then you get recovery. Recovery is just to help you to get out of the situation so you can continue normal. So Aaron was the Aaronic priesthood. When I say Aaron, not just Aaron. I mean the priest, the Old Testament priesthood was instituted. We, we read it. It said, for every high priest is appointed from amongst men, chosen for men to offer both gifts and sacrifice what? For sins. So it was, it was sin related. Listen to this very carefully. So in the Bible, Jesus' priesthood has three levels. Three levels. First, Jesus fulfilled the Aaronic one to, by taking care of our sins. So, the ironic priesthood was, cho- uh, was put in place to deal with sin. So, that means that, watch this, you like this. That means that where there is no more sin, ironic priesthood, ironic priesthood is not necessary. It's redundant. It was the presence of sin that gave the ironic priesthood its weight or its usefulness. It's necessity. That's a good word. It's necessity. It was necessary because someone must take care of this sin problem so that people can relate to God. So, Jesus Christ came. But what was happening was that the Aaronic priesthood, look at chapter 8. Let me show you chapter 8. Then we come back to chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. From verse 1. Now, of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the uh, heavens, uh-huh. a minister of the sanctuary uh-huh. and of the true tabernacle. Of the tr- so Jesus is our high priest. He sat down in heaven of, in, in a true tabernacle. Okay, go ahead. Which the Lord pitched and not man. Uh-huh. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Okay. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. He has to offer something. For go ahead. If, for if he were on earth, he should not be a priest. Why? Seeing as there are priests. There were priests who were doing the work, the, earth, the work on earth already. Aaron and the team, they were doing the work. God appointed them and they were doing, they had not disappointed God. Okay? They were doing the work. Go ahead. Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as okay. Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. Uh-huh. For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the verse seven. Verse seven. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought Say for faultless. the faultless. Say faultless. faultless. Say if the first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for the second. There wouldn't have been the, the need for a second covenant. But go ahead. For finding fault with them, he verse said. Eight. For finding fault with the first covenant, he said, I'm going to make a new covenant. All right. Now, this new covenant is what Jesus comes to institute. The old covenant was instituted based on the old priesthood. So, the Aaronic priesthood was there to take care, watch this, to take care of a sin problem, but it even was not sufficient. So, it was a temporal measure. Then Jesus Christ came and he offered himself Watch this. He offered himself as the sacrifice, and then he went as the high priest, presented his own sacrifice for sin, presented his own blood for sin. And when he did this, ah, uh, Hebrews chapter 7, 
When he did this once and for all, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26, verse 26, he says that for such a high priest is fitting for, read it. For such an high priest became us, who is holy. That, now that is, became us is King James, that means that it is suitable for us, it's fitting for us. What kind of high priest is this? We'll find out later in a minute. Yeah. Who is holy, harmless. He's holy. He's harmless, undefiled, undefiled, separate. separate. He's not one of us. He's separated from sinners. While the Old Testament high priests, they are all sinful human beings. But this one is not a sinful human being. Okay? So undefiled, separated from us. Uh-huh. And made higher than the heavens. Made higher than the heavens. Go ahead. Who needed not daily as those high priests. Watch this. This is where I wanted us to get. He didn't need to, to do this thing every day like those high priests were doing. Read it. Watch this. Okay, let's all go into our Bible. I want to read it myself. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26. Okay, is that what we are reading? Yeah. Let's all read it. Go. Let's go. And then for the peoples. For this he did once when he offered us. Watch this. Watch this. I'll show you something there. Watch this. It says, verse 27, that who needs not, this high priest doesn't need daily, or who needs not daily as those high priests. They were doing daily. Watch this. Those high priests to offer up sacrifices. So he didn't need to do it daily. Like the other guys were offering up sacrifices every day, every time. Because it's when you do it, by the time you finish, the next day, sin has grown again. Like some of us. So, watch this. So, he is not like them. He didn't have to do it like they are doing. So, he said, This eh, 26, that statement, first statement there is powerful. He said, This high priest, such a high priest, is what is fitting for us, meets our needs. Meets our needs. Uh, someone, different translation, such a high priest is what? A different word. King James said he became us. Very interesting terminology. Became us. Another translation is fitting for us. Yes. I like that. What? what? Perfectly, da, 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 that's it. Perfectly adapted. Perfectly adapted. He's fitting. You know, I don't know. Sometimes you are using an adapter and it's the wrong one. Is that Jesus Christ a perfect adapter? Perfectly adapter for us. So perfectly adapted. He's fitting for such a high priest. Why? Because he is not a sinner. He's passed through the heavens. He is undefiled. He is pure. Then the verse 27 said, He is not like the other ones who have to offer sacrifices daily. He didn't have to offer sacrifices daily. He didn't have to do that. But but uh, uh, hold on, hold on. But I thought you said a high priest is supposed to offer. Sacrifices, yes, but he said he didn't have to offer. No, no, no. His problem, the problem was the daily aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So he also offered sacrifice, but not daily. How many times? What? It's in your Bible. How many times? What? How many times? What? How many times? What? All right. The question here is, if he has done the job once, if you need a mechanic once in your lifetime, and he has done it, why do you keep him? Let him go. That's it. You needed him just to fix the car, and this car, it won't break again once it's fixed. It's fixed. So if, but why do you still keep him on your payroll? So then if Jesus' sacrifice was done once and for all, then he doesn't have to be a high priest again. 
Am I communicating something? He doesn't have to, because he has done it once and for all. For this he did once and for all. When he offered up himself. He, so it, his one-time sacrifice disengaged or nullified or made redundant all the ironic sacrifices, ironic priests, their job. Because there's no sacrifice for sin again. He has done it. Sin has been sorted. Amen. I said sin has been sorted. Amen. Sin has been sorted. Amen. So now what? So this tells us that the, Jesus Christ also fulfilled the requirement, the responsibility of the Aaronic priesthood, which was to deal with sin. But he's still a high priest, even though that's, that aspect has been done. In fact, he says that there's no more need for sacrifice of sin again. It's in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 9. So there's, no, there's no need. There is no need. Hebrews 9, 18, 19. Okay, let's all read it from the Bible. He, Hebrews chapter 10, verse what? 18. Read it out. Let's go. Now, where remission of forgiveness is, there is no more offering for sin. Where sin has been remitted, taken, forgiven. Now, watch this. You owe me money and you are doing down payment. And then the, this is your brother who has a lot of money came and paid everything. Why do you have to still keep the uh, diet debit going? Standing on that going. Why? There's no need for that. Because some of you are paying monthly. But those, the high priest, they are helping pay daily. And Jesus came and paid everything. So now we don't need the direct debit again. Does that, that make sense? Sin has been... So where there is remission of sin, there's no more sacrifice for sin. It's not necessary. Once, say once and for all. So quickly, just to, to run this up because it's getting too windy. To f- quickly to finish it. So why is he still a high priest? Three levels of the high priest. Watch this. Number one level is the uh, ironic high priest and it deals with what? I can't hear you. It deals with what? Number two level, uh, the two type, uh, two aspects of high priest who, uh, priestly role of work of Jesus is the kingly high priest. Say kingly. So first of all, the ironic high priest, and then the kingly high priest. Chapter 7 of Hebrews, verse 1. He said, and this Melchizedek. Am I right? For this Melchizedek, who met Abraham? Father Abraham, I feel like something is happening. Watch this. Mm, my time, my time, my time. I'm enjoying this thing. Is someone getting something? Uh, if you are not getting, go and just listen to the message again. To help. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, Ah, ah, watch this. What is Melchizedek? What is he? What is he? Melchizedek is a king? Yes. What is Salem? Salem is shalom, peace. Peace is not a territory. It's a state. It's a state. King of Salem, not just that. Watch this. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him? Ah! What did he do? He blessed Abraham. What did he do? The Aaronic priesthood was not blessing the people. They were offering gifts to God. So the Aaronic priesthood, this is what Aaronic priesthood was doing. It comes from the people. Watch this. It comes from the people to God. So from the people to offer to God, from the people to offer to God, from the people to offer to God. That's what the Aaronic priesthood was doing, sacrifices for sin, sacrifices for sin. Then Jesus Christ came, and he came and did it once and for all. So no need again. 
But he says, I'm a high priest. For what? Now, his high priest is after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek is the priest and the king, okay? He met Abraham. When Abraham was returning from the slaughter of the kings, he met Abraham. What did he do? He blessed him. Verse 2, look at this, look at this. Who met Abraham and blessed him, okay? To whom Abraham gave a tenth. Abraham paid tithe to him, okay? A tenth of all. First being interpreted king of righteousness, and after that, also king of Salem, which is king of peace. So he's a king of righteousness, king of Salem. Righteousness is not a country. Righteousness is not a geographical territory. Peace is not a country, but he's a king. The king of peace, the king of righteousness, and yet the high priest. The kingly high priest, when he met Abraham, is it okay if you look at Abraham just for a minute? Let, let's, let, 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 let's, let's rush through this. Look at Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. Hallelujah. Verse 18. Okay, start reading it for me. And Melchizedek, king of Salem. That's the first time his name was mentioned in the Bible. Genesis chapter 14, verse 18. Melchizedek, and when he was mentioned, see how he was introduced. King of Salem. Why? Brought forth bread and wine. Ah, what did he do? King of Salem, when he met Abraham, he didn't come to collect first. He brought forth bread and wine. Read it again. And Melchizedek, uh-huh. king of Salem, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. Brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High and God. And he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and, and said. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham, the of the most, of the high, most God, high God, possessor okay. of heaven it's and okay. earth. Let's so when Melchizedek met Abraham, Bible said he blessed him. But actually, the blessing. Okay, finish the text. There's the, the, the next verse. And blessed be the yeah. And blessed be the most high God, which had delivered thine enemies into thy hand. Uh-huh. And he gave him tithes. And of Abraham old. gave his tithe. After he went to get the victory, he gave the tithe to the priest. And the, the priest blessed him. He didn't say bring it. Abraham knew how to transact spiritual business. So he gave his tithe to him and he blessed him. Watch this. The Melchizedek type of priesthood comes from God to minister to us. Whilst the Aaronic priesthood comes from men to minister to God. So the Aaronic priesthood is from men going to God as a representative of men. The Melchizedekan priesthood comes from God to minister to men. So, and what does he minister? Bread and wine. What is bread and wine? Jesus said, this is my body. This is my life. Ah. He comes, listen, he's ministering life. Ah, life into us. Our high priest is ministering life. So anything that doesn't look like life, anything that is dying in your life, Jesus Christ, as a high priest, is ministering life. He's ministering life into your marriage, ministering life into your health, ministering life into your career, ministering life into your life. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the kingly, watch, the kingly high, high priesthood ministers life. When you read the Bible, the Bible is actually a book of life. It's about life. From the beginning, Genesis chapter 2, he spoke about the tree of life was right there. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, he spoke about the tree of life. Revelation chapter 22, verse, verse, verse 2, he spoke about the tree of life. The tree of life was in the beginning. 
The tree of life was in the end. This whole thing is about life. And so we have come into this relationship with Jesus for the issuing of life. Now, when we sinned against God, we died. God created us to put his life in us. But before God could do anything, we have sinned and fallen short of the glory. So we can't contain the life. So Jesus Christ came to redeem us back. So now he can begin to supply us with the life of God. So when you are a Christian, when you are a Christian, you are not supposed to be pitiable, miserable, sorrowful. Because you have the life of God. But I have a question, Master. Why is it I'm a Christian and every Christian, most of Christians I know, they are struggling. Things are not working for them. It's because they have not learned how to tap into Jesus, how to allow Jesus to supply, to minister as the high priest, to minister the life of God into them. Shout life. Life. Romans chapter 5. He said, my time. Romans chapter 5. Listen, let me finish this. Romans chapter 5, verse 10. He said that, if Jesus Christ, we have been saved by his death, or if we have been justified by his death, all right, if Jesus, Romans 5, 10, what does it say? For if when we were enemies, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Watch this, by the death of Jesus, how much more, go ahead. Much more, much being more reconciled, being we reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. By, say life. life. Say life. The life Jesus supplies to you is what will save you from those challenges. The life, now that you are born again, the life Jesus is issuing showing into you is what it's not your connection, so it's not your contact, so it's the life of Christ inside you. Church is the life of Christ in this church that makes us a vibrant church. It's the life of Christ. He said, Hey, chapter verse 17, chapter. The same chapter 5 verse 17. <laughs> Man! Hebrews chapter 5 verse 17. Oh! Did you see that? We are born to reign. 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 Because we have the life of Christ. There's only one place in the Bible, the Bible uses this phrase, the life of God. Only one place in Ephesians, the life of God. It says that unbelievers are aliens to the life of God. Wow. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17. Unbelievers, they are aliens to the life of God. This is not about religion. This is about life. It's about life. So verse 17, have you seen it? Verse 17 of the Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Yes. What does it say? For if by one man's offense... Death reigned by one. Much more. Much they, more. Much more. They which receive abundance of grace. Those who receive abundance of grace. And of the gift of righteousness. And of the gift of righteousness. Shall reign. We shall reign. In life. In life. By one. By one. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. We shall reign in life. We shall reign in life. We shall reign in life. We shall reign. We shall reign in life because if we were justified by his death, how much more shall we be, not be saved by his life? The life of Jesus. And so as the high priest, he's seated in heaven and guess what? He's ministering life. That's why he said, unless you eat my body and you don't have life. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, John chapter 6, you have no life. So 
once we are born again, our spirits have been connected back to God. He is sitting on the throne. Jesus Christ, as the high priest, comes to us. And as you open yourself, as you open up in his word, in the teaching, in fellowship, guess what? He's supplying bread and wine. Bread and wine. The word of God is bread. Supplying bread and wine, which is bringing you life. It's bringing you life. It's bringing you life. It's bringing you life. When sickness meets life, it goes off. When, when poverty meets life, it runs away. Because poverty, sickness, frustration, stress, yearning, all those things are signs of death. I'm telling you, signs of death. So, the, the, the crux of the message is that it's not just that we are waiting to go to heaven. No. We are meant to reign. Yeah. Why? Because we have... Hey! He said, Pontius Pilate, at the end of Jesus' life, he lived 33 years and a half years. When he was about to finish, Pontius Pilate looked at him, the highest authority in the land, looked at him in the book of... John chapter 18, verse 38. He said, I find no fault. John chapter 19, verse 4. He said, I'm telling you, I find no fault in him. John chapter 19, verse 6. I said, I find no fault in him. And guess what? This faultless man died. Watch this. I'm going somewhere. He died. And when he died, watch this. Death couldn't handle him. That's the kind of life. You see, there's a difference between... There's a difference between, there's a, watch this, there's a difference between ordinary life and resur- resurrection life. Resu- resurrection life is a life that has defied any negativity. It has defied death. And death cannot hold him. And so, Pontius Pilate said, this life, this life is unbeatable. This life is undefeatable. So human beings passed him down. He was unbeatable. And then he was sentenced to death. And death, after three days, death said, I can't hold this one. Can I I learn now? Hebrews chapter 7. About the high priestly of Jesus Christ. Verse 14. When you read Hebrews chapter 7. I was talking, I started with Melchizedek. Spoke about Melchizedek. And I spoke about how the Aaronic priesthood. But Jesus Christ, to where did he come from? Because he's from the tribe of Judah. Now, according to the law, you can't be a priest if you are from the tribe of Judah. He said, Jesus is a priest. But it's the fact that he's a priest brings us into a conundrum. How can he be a priest when the law doesn't say anyone in this line can be a priest? If you say he's a king, that's fine. Judah, tribe of Judah is kingship, kingship tribe. Priestly tribe is not priestly tribe is Levi, and this one is from Judah. So Moses didn't speak anything about priesthood about this family, uh, this family. So how come Jesus is now a priest? And he said, "I'll show you. His priesthood is not according to the law of carnal commandments. The law that was given to men, he said, this is not the law that makes him a, a, a priest. But his priesthood is after a declaration by God Himself. God said, I swear." Today, you are a priest forever after the other man. So his, his priesthood is according to a declaration that was based on an endless life. Read it, verse 14. 
For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah. Uh-huh. Of which tribe Moses spake nothing Moses didn't say anything about priesthood. And it is far, it is it's far, far, more evident far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth another priest. So what, that, what does that mean? The similitude. How does it say it in your translation? Something. After, the, after the similitude means that after the, the likeness of... So it's far more evident that after the likeness of Melchizedek, something has risen. Go ahead. Who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment? Okay, so Jesus Christ was not made a priest after the law of a carnal. Carnal, there's no negative. It means human. Human means fleshly. It means earthly commandment. The commandment was given to men on earth. The ironic priest based on the law that was given. But his own was not based on this carnal commandment, but based on what? But after the power of an endless life. Ah! What's this? After what? The power of endless life. After what? After the power of what? Anybody has a translation that uses the different word from endless? Indis- what's the meaning of indestructible? You can't destroy it. Ah, his priesthood is not based on commandments, but it's based on the power of an indestructible life. Life, say life. life. Say life. life. What sort of life? What kind of life? So this priesthood is not just the Lord has made it, but the power of the endless life he carries, his priest based on that. His priest based on the power of an endless life. So if he's working in your life, he's working based on the power of an endless life. Is someone getting what I'm saying? So he says that, finish it, based on an indestructible life, for he testified, <laughs> thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. This is when God told him, you are a priest after the order of Melchizedek, go ahead. For there is verily a dissonance of the commandment going before, uh-huh. for the weakness and unprofitableness The commandment thereof. previously was not profiting the people. It was weak. So it was now being disannulled. And another thing is being instituted. Really? For the law made nothing perfect. Nothing perfect too. You're trying to obey the Lord doesn't make you perfect. Nothing perfect. Your health, everything. Go ahead. But the bringing in of a better hope did. Uh-huh. By the which we draw nigh unto God. If we are drawing near unto God, it's based on this better hope. Not because you have done too many good things. But it's because of this hope that the life in Christ brings. So you are approaching God based on the life of Christ. Not based on your good works. What's this whole Christianity is about? It's not about what you have done. It's about what he has done. It's about what he has done. So stop, stop attacking people. You have done this. You have done this. You have done this. You have done this. See, you don't have any right to show who can serve God, who can praise God, who can praise God. You, you, don't, have, you don't have that pay grade. You can't tell who is in based on works. You are in not based on works. You are in based on him. It's life. Endless life. So what I'm trying to say, can we do anything at all? If you have the endless life, you can't do it. Now, okay, now I'm born again. What if I, I, I keep messing up? It's, it's affecting your receptivity. It's like phone, the bus. You see the bus. Your signal strength is getting weaker and weaker. You know, when you go underground, you don't have signal strength at all. Does that mean you are no longer a T-Mobile, a Vodafone customer? You are still a customer, but no receptivity. You've gone underground. 4G is not working for you. 
God on the ground. And so good, some nice WhatsApp pictures that your friend from uh, Jamaica is sending to you, he can't come. Why? Because you are underground, no, no connectivity. You are still a customer, you pay the bills, okay, but no signal, no connect. So sin will spoil your signals. Sin is what? The fact that you don't have a signal or you don't make a phone call doesn't mean Vodafone has canceled your contract. No, they won't cancel your, you pay anyway. So the fact that, the fact that you, you, you fell in sin doesn't mean God has forget, forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about you, but your signal is being affected. And so then the endless life, the life you are supposed to be enjoying, you are not enjoying it. And so sickness begins to take over. Challenges begin to take over. Because that's why many Christians, they are not enjoying the life in Christ. And so a lot of things come unto them and they say, God, where are you? Where are you? No, no, don't try telling me I'm acting by faith. Your faith will make you stay in strong signal level. Your faith will keep you in strong signal level. That's why we are dealing with conscience. Some of us are conscious of speaking to us. We don't listen to it. He say, oh, you know, I'm weak towards this thing. I'm struggling. You are struggling. You are also cutting yourself from help. Verse 22, talk, verse 22 talks about he's the surety of the better covenant. And then verse 25 is where next week I'll pick it from. Verse 25 talks about because he has an endless life. Verse 24, because he has an endless life. But this man, because this man, he continues because forever. Because he continues forever. The, watch, watch, watch. the other ones, they couldn't continue forever because they keep dying. They keep dying. So they couldn't be a permanent priest. They keep dying. But he, watch this, his priesthood is permanent and he sacrifices once. So sin is not a problem for him anymore. He has dealt with the issue of sin. Now he can be issuing a life. So watch this. He said, but he, he continues forever. Why? Go ahead. He had an unchangeable priesthood. Amen. His priesthood doesn't change. Prime minister will change you. How many of you know that? Yes. Company bosses will change you. Yes. Chief executives will keep changing because they can't stay there permanently. But I said, but this one, be, because he has an unchanged, watch this. Because he has an unchangeable priesthood, he is also, verse 25, he is also able to do. Based on the indestructible life, he is able to do something for us. So, first of all, three aspects of, before, let me end, three aspects of the Jesus' priesthood. Three aspects. Number one is the ironic aspect. Number two is the kingly priesthood. So, an ironic priesthood. Number two, the kingly priesthood. Number three, the heavenly priesthood. Now, the ironic priesthood deals with sin. The kingly priesthood ministers to us, and the heavenly priesthood saves. Wow. Wow. He is also able to save to the uttermost. Those who come to God by him. Seeing that he ever liveth. <laughs> it's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. Seeing that he ever liveth. That's why he's able to save. To the uttermost. Not temporary. To the uttermost. Shout hallelujah. The priesthood unchanging priesthood of Jesus. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at carries.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.